0: everyone welcome to please rewind plus the uh the in betweeners the little episodes we sneak in between the main ones where i invite um a member from the group most often christy <laughs> uh onto the show to discuss anything i can think of and something you know we've mentioned the past two episodes anyways um october is going to be Dedicated all five episodes, uh, are going to be dedicated to horror, of course, because that is the season and that is the month to do that. So um, just the way the calendar fell, we're gonna have three please please rewind plus episodes and two regular ones. The poll is still up for the first regular one, so make sure you go vote on that. Um, I didn't even remember. I think I should what was leading last time I checked. Sorry, give me one second. Anyways, joining Chris. Speaking of Christy, she's back. Christy McDermott, hello.
1: Hello, hello. Nice to see you. I'm using my my nice new headset, so I hope everyone can hear me well.
0: You sound great to me. I'm um, loving it. I'm glad we got to finally, yeah, sort of, I know your, your son's been using it, but we get to, you know, sort of break it in with you. Um, Absolutely. All right, so as of right now, Bram Stroke, Bram Stroker. Uh, (laughs) I'm sure there's a porn that they've already called that. Um, Bram Stoker's Dracula is leading and Seven is leading. So two good ones. Yeah, those are two pretty good ones. Um, Fuck, they're good movies. Uh, They're both really dark. Seven's so dark, eh? Like there's the scene, you know, have you seen Seven? I have. I haven't seen
1: it in a long time, but, you know, I'm...
0: The air freshener scene. When I say that, you know what I'm talking about.
1: Yes, 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 yes. That
0: fucking scares the shit out of me, man. Anyway, so that looks that's in the lead right now. So as of right now, it'll be Dracula and Seven. But please, just please get some more votes in there, and then we'll, uh, Jeremy and I'll discuss those. In the meantime, though, for this first one, I thought I would do, um, going to do my top ten horror films the last twenty years. And then later this month, I'll do sort of my top 10-ish from the previous 120 years. Um, so something we've discussed, Christy, I know you, you feel the same where even though we're cinephiles and we've seen a buttload of films, genre horror isn't our favorite genre necessarily. Um, doesn't mean we don't enjoy horror films. It's just not our favorite. Um, but again, just because we watch a lot of movies, we just watch a lot of movies. So we've all seen our fair. I've seen my fair... My ex... Is, was a fucking horror fanatic so i have like i've seen a lot of horror films um so i'm i'm pretty well versed on it actually but um but yeah given a choice i'm gonna you know uh sci-fi or fantasy or anime like you know what i mean i've got other things absolutely. i would probably prefer to watch is this so you're sort of on the same page
1: absolutely and and like It's not to say that I haven't seen any horror films. I haven't seen a lot, but the ones I've seen, I feel um, it's because I I didn't want to look like a pussy in front of other people (laughs) or I didn't want to say I don't really like horror films I I actually remember it was only maybe a a year or two ago and I was up at my friend's trailer and we sat and we watched uh the original Nightmare on Elm Street and I had seen it before and I had no inclination to see it again but I watched it and I knew which scene I didn't want to see so I knew to like you know conveniently cover my eyes at that point so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, not that that type of stuff grosses me out it like the gore and and whatnot doesn't gross me out this particular scene it was just one La, I don't know I, I could it's
0: just yeah I think everyone's got a thing right like I don't yeah. um like nothing scares me but things like I I just I don't I'm not interested in seeing a half hour rape scene for example or, right or, or like you know I I like If it's, if it's important to the plot and all this other stuff, you know what I mean? I'm willing to pretty much put up with anything, but you know, I don't, I don't want gratuitous. I don't want like torture porn. I don't want that type of stuff. Um, and like, as a kid, the only movie I remember scaring, even though I'm like, kind of have this, you know, this sort of not serious, but serious fear of clowns, um, it never scared me. And like those movies never scared. What did scare me for some reason was like werewolf movies. Like I remember being very oh. scared watching American Werewolf in London and Silver Bullet, right? Stephen King's uh film. But the book right. wasn't called Silver Bullet. What was that called? the uh, Season of the Something or Something. Um, which is one of the few books, Stephen King books that I've read actually, and it was quite good. Uh, and again, of course, much more graphic than the film, but Werewolves for me. I don't know something about those films. I remember being a kid and being like, I'm so scared. Yeah. Well, it's funny that, yeah. Sorry. I was going to say,
1: it's funny that you brought up the clown because in general, I am not afraid of clowns. My mother had clowns all over the house. Like it was, it was just, they were there. But the scene in Poltergeist with that, that kid's clown that came out and attacked the boy. Yeah. I had one that was almost identical to that.
0: Oh, yeah. And it
1: freaked me the fuck out yeah. all the time. And me being a kid, I wrapped a necklace around its its neck. And I figured if it ever came alive, it would choke it so that it wouldn't attack me. Oh,
0: isn't that funny? Yeah.
1: And for years, we still had that damn clown in a box with the stupid necklace wrapped around its neck. Yeah. But that's kind of the irrational, um, you know, kind of thing that just came out of that particular movie. And like I was saying, what freaked me out about Nightmare on Elm Street is when he was using the person's veins as like the strings in a marionette.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh ah, it was just gross. <laughs>
0: um Cycle of the Werewolf was the Stephen King book I was thinking of. Anyway, it's right. just to, um <clears throat> yeah that and speaking of Nightmare, I wanted to just say quickly, I watched the other night a documentary called Scream Queens, and it's about uh, Nightmare in Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge, and how there's this whole, uh, and purposefully, queer subtext to it. And oh. how the actor, the kid, the lead in it, who was queer in real life, but still closeted because he couldn't come out in the 80s, because um, it would ruin your career. How it kind of ruined his career in a way because people like he wasn't out, but like the comments at the time, uh, and I apologize for the harsh language, but like, they called him like that. All the thing was like, he, you know, look, he's a faggot, all mm. these other things, right? Like it was really bad. So this documentary is about him sort of going through that process. People realizing that uh, Nightmare on Elm Street two is a, a queer fantasy. Um, and him sort of come to terms with that, how he's doing today, and they show some reunions and conventions and sort of how he gets closure on that whole thing. He meets with a writer 20 years later and all this other stuff. But anyways, kind of interesting and just stuff that I didn't I don't remember at all. And and you know, so it's it was sort of an interesting thing to watch. But um uh yeah, it's it's a weird thing because horrors my clown thing is actually based on a real, is a real existential thing. Like I, my fear of clowns comes from John Wayne Gacy, the serial killer, right? Who, who, right. He would dress up as clown and do shows for boys. And then turned out he was a serial killer where he would like torture and rape and kill boys. So, um, you know, right. um, uh, there's, you know, so like that's seeing that image of him as a clown and hearing that story as a, excuse me, as a kid, that's really why I was, for, I'm not scared of clowns because of fiction. I'm scared of clowns because they're fucking just creepy in real life. Right well they are absolutely um, uh-huh. so i don't have any like i have i think like a, a reasonable fear of of things uh i i, I don't I'm not afraid of too much I've, i don't really have any existential fears i make a joke where i'm only scared of two things clowns and intimacy but it's <laughs> <laughs> just sort of uh, you know that's just kind of that's a whole other show but um <laughs> So yeah, horror movies don't don't scare me, but I do. Like I said, I don't have time for like gratuitous torture porn time stuff. So when horror films started going in that direction in the early aughts, right, like the Saws and all these different and and Hostels and stuff, I I I kind of I checked out. Yeah, I don't have it. I don't enjoy. I don't think those films are any good. I don't enjoy torture porn. So I kind of just I'm not into that stuff. Um, but again, because of my ex and because of just my long history of watching films. And I've seen a lot of fucking crazy horror films. And I've seen horror films that are banned in certain countries. Like I've oh. like if you guys want to look up like the all-time most heinous horror films, I've you know banned in several countries. Like I've seen them, like a Serbia film, Solo, uh Martyrs, which I'm gonna mention here in a second. Um, Last House on the Left from the 70s, like John Carpenter's first film was banned in certain oh, places wow. in certain places because of the violence and the gratuity. And like it's it's wildly violent. Now, the, the difference, though, with horror is usually it's, it's, it's either a reflection of society, which I think we can all agree is wildly violent, more violent than any film you've ever seen, right, real life.
1: Absolutely.
0: And it's usually a metaphor for something else. So I find that, like, horror films, when done well, are a mirror more than almost any type of genre. You know what I mean? I-
1: W- would have never thought of it like that but i yeah. can completely uh i can completely see where you're coming from
0: yeah i mean a lot of even books and stuff people usually write what they see around them they write in the world in which they exist and i mean it's hard not to turn on the tv and not see violence and it's i mean it's it's like a, a clockwork orange right when you, they just mm. have the guy's eyes wide open and he just turned you i mean you can just turn the tv on and be horrid by the things you see <laughs> what's going on in the world right the things we do to each other, it's almost whatever you can think of at this point. So anyway, so, eh, you know, long story short, I think I usually, you know, the horror films I do sort of on this list anyways are ones that um, I've seen them all in the theater. Um, I think some of them lean more of a classic style. Um, I think some, one of them, which was shocking to me when I watched it like shocking and it's a brutal brutal watch and I, I'll talk about it but when I watched it I had to watch Wally immediately after to like cleanse my because <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's like I, I needed to shake I needed to shake it loose um but it's on the list because of that impact I still think about it today um and then there's just some stuff I think most people have heard of all these films but then there's stuff that I, that I just thought was so inventive that I just thought was really cool so anyways um, before I get to the list, give me a couple of you know. I know you don't have a long things. What what are some of the ones you've seen that you really enjoyed though over the years?
1: Um. Oh geez, see now that I'm thinking about it. Sure. Um. So some of the ones that I've posted about, like, you know, you wouldn't look at it as your traditional horror film, but Fire Walk with Me, the yep. the Twin, pe- twin like Peeps, the prequel. Yeah. Yep.
0: Um.
1: Just because it like it's just weird. I, it's, but it's, I remember watching. It is. It's a, thriller, watching, it's a it's noir is.
0: thriller horror. It's it's got like it's got horror leanings for sure. Absolutely, yeah. and
1: I remember yeah. watching it in high school with some friends, and like it totally freaking people out, and them like leaving because mm-hmm. it like it threw them off to that extent. Um, those are the types of uh, horror films that kind of get me, like the Silence of the Lambs, those more psychological thriller not so much horror you know and and I feel like the Silence of the Lambs um series kind of got a little offside towards the end like I oh. felt like they were trying too hard
0: uh-huh. um
1: but like man or my Manhunter the prequel to Silence of the Lambs or is it no, well man it's not Hunter. a prequel
0: they ended up remake actually it's funny because they it know it's a it's a they remade it Silence of the Lambs is a remake, right, of Manhunter?
1: Right, well, yeah. well, but... No no, 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 no,
0: no, 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 The well, book, the no, book is a No, not Manhunter, Red Dragon, sorry.
1: Red Dragon, is there is, right. is, the,
0: is the remake, sorry, you're right. So that's it is, right. It, you're right, which is a prequel. So yes, so... Yes. Uh, sorry, I got, yeah, I got them out of order there. Yes, Manhunter, William Peterson from CSI and... Uh, yep. uh, I'll never forget the the bad guy's name. I can't remember his real name. Uh, No, you know who played the... no. Who played so in the Red Dragon? It was Philip Seymour Hoffman played like the tabloid guy. Who was it? The Tadler, right? The the oh, yeah. yeah. Well, who was the guy in the first one? anyways I don't remember off the top uh, I, of my I, head. Yeah, that's good. I love Brian Cox though plays Hannibal Lecter in it, and he's great as Hannibal Lecter. Yeah,
1: like yeah, you know yeah. Th- those kinds of you know you know. And then if we're like looking at you know, scary, you know, as much as Poltergeist freaked me out, like that one had like, I don't know, made a real impact on me. So like when I think horror, that's what I think of. And and probably because the little girl, you know, at that time, I think her and I were like the same age. So, you know, latchkey kid growing up in front of the television and, you know, here, you know, you got this little girl talking to the static in the television, (laughs) like, at that time in the early 80s, like, that felt like it's something that could legitimately happen, right? So, I don't know. Like, at that time, at that age, it it felt real. And so it's always kind of stuck with me, even though it freaks me the hell out.
0: Um, well, Poltergeist, it does show up on my other list, the one, the previous 20 years list. Um seen Poltergeist a lot. Um, and uh, I really enjoy that film. And... You're right. There is a thing with it where you're like, for a while, you're like, I don't know if I like if someone said to me, they're like, we'll give you this lot for free, but it's on an Indian burial ground. I'd be like, no
1: oh absolutely to this day i'd be like no and it has nothing to do with the fact i mean now now, land well
0: now i mean now for me it would be a land back issue but yeah you're right but i'm saying at a point in time when i was younger i'd be like no fucking chance yeah yeah no
1: not at all and like and and it's interesting how like that's been used several times and you know things like you know the family guy and whatnot like it's yeah yeah oh it's a no
0: poltergeist is huge huge film it's still you know they mean sequels and uh, it still gets talked about and you know spielberg didn't direct it but he was a producer and apparently he was on set every day it's this big thing and i mean the the they're here line from what's her name and you know the curse with the film apparently no it's a it's it's a legit thing for sure so um <clears throat> yeah no those are all great i'm glad you said Manhunter too because that's a lot of people don't know that and that's a great it's great and it would take. Uh, Again, I, just, just for Brian Cox, you know, if it, it, it would take a monumental performance from Anthony Hopkins to outdo Brian Cox because Brian Cox is fantastic in it. Right. He's a great Hannibal. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, and, and I almost feel like, you know, as great of an actor as Anthony Hopkins is, like that movie kind of typecasted him a little, right? Like <laughs> he will always be Hannibal Lecter, regardless of what other characters he's been
0: well it's to, to me yeah anyhow. well he's just he's got a lot of things sort of like the character called like he's he's classy he's he's intellectual obviously and there's something with british people where they just sound smarter i think don't they like I they do oh, yeah yeah so it's like he has that stuff going for him but um yeah and then red drag you know red dragon remade it and uh I don't. I'm not. I don't think it was entirely successful, which is disappointing because the cast is fucking killer, right? Ray
1: Absolutely.
0: F- Ray Fines, Philip Seymour Hoffman, uh, Anthony Hopkins, and uh, uh, the kid. Uh, American History X, uh, Fight Club.
1: Uh, oh, Ed Norton.
0: Ed Norton is the main guy. Plays that William Peterson, the FBI agent. <coughs> Fantastic. Right. And then, <clears throat> excuse me. I love the way it ends right where oh you have another visitor she's from the mm-hmm. fbi or whatever and it's just immediately right right away just,
1: absolutely
0: like, puts you back in that world again it's really cool anyways uh, all good stuff um okay so we'll get to my list here but of course quickly i just want to say shout out to uh, melinda for putting together a nice party for us for jared's 50th there um she worked really hard putting that together and um i Thought it was successful. Uh, (laughs) It felt successful. I think everyone had a good time. It was fun seeing everybody and uh, some folks I haven't seen in a really long time. So that was a lot of fun. I had a good time anyways. I'm paying for it today. I'm really tired, but that's all right. It was good seeing you
1: well thank you it was yeah. great seeing you it was nice getting out I, I i was out of my comfort zone a little bit i don't sure. normally do stuff like that but yeah. spent a couple of hours out had a couple of nice drinks spent some time talking to some good people it was a good evening
0: yeah yeah so yeah no chair's 50 now so that's well actually technically he's not 50 not for a couple of days but no it was a good time so again thank you melinda but uh yeah we were up way too late and i'm very tired but um we should have recorded a conversation. We got back to the house. We had a pretty deep, we we had a deep Star Wars conversation, but uh, anyways, horror films. All right. So I'm going to go in reverse order. These are my top 10 um, from the last 20 years. Um, Two of these, two of these films, I am just going to say right now, I cannot like recommend anymore. Meaning like I can't, emphasize enough how much i think you should see these films okay, okay. that's two they're, they're all great but two in particular i'm like if you just say like okay well i only have time for two which two i'll tell i'll let you know which two and one of them is the one i'm starting with 2017 and this is so criminally under fucking rated and underwatched, it drives me insane 2017's a ghost story um it stars casey affleck and rooney mara and it's directed by david lowry and it's about a man who becomes a ghost and remains in the house he shared with his wife. So Casey Affleck dies, he becomes a ghost and stays and haunts quote unquote the house he shares with Bernie Mara. And the kicker is, and there's it's a, no, it's no spoiler because on the on the poster in the cover, he literally wears like a sheet with the two high eye holes cut out. Okay.
1: Really? Okay, and
0: and what and this movie gets into like weird like ethereal time, space, time, existence stuff. There's something specific to the location of the house, and it takes us through different phases, different points in history of what's occurring on that exact spot through the eyes of this ghost. And there's some stuff at the end with uh, it's very much of like so much of it's left left open to interpretation um because he doesn't speak he's he's a ghost so there's a lot of there's a lot of like long long drawn out scenes where there's no dialogue at all it's just this ghost observing things and he walks slow and he's got he's wearing this huge you don't see his feet it's, the sheet's really long it has like a train like a wedding dress sort of okay um, right so he's so he's just he's moving without the visual gag of seeing him move, right? Like we don't see right. feet. You don't see legs moving, right? We just see him sort of moving. Um, And all the, again, space time stuff is, vi- it's visually one of the best films I've ever seen. Um, Rooney Mar is amazing in it. The performances are great. The subject matter is fantastic. What I love most about this film. And I love when movies do this is when they take something like this and they grab every trope that exists and and squeeze the life out of it so you get all these wonderful ghost tropes he can communicate with other ghosts which he does in a neighboring home at one point he doesn't speak out loud um there's certain things he can phase through and certain things he can't um again the sheet stays on the entire time and they, they they do so much stuff work with this, especially with the camera. You actually forget that it's Casey Affleck.
1: Huh.
0: It's so fucking good, and I'm telling you, it's it's you know they describe it as minimalist, and that's true. But I think like if you tap into what they're really doing here, it's crit- it's criminally underrated. Cri- and not even no, it's not underrated. It's got like a high ninety six percent of Rotten Tomatoes or something. Everyone who saw it fucking loved it, but not a lot of people saw it. And I don't know right. why I don't know why it got lost that year, but I'm telling you, I cannot stress this enough. Everyone should watch A Ghost Story. I'm telling you right now. If you don't love this movie, we're not friends. Um, I'm joking, of course. Um, I've written it
1: down. I've, I, I've got <laughs> I'm telling I, I've, you, I've, I've got I've it, got numbers on a paper here. written them all down.
0: It was I could find my list. It was in my top ten that year. I was telling everyone who would listen to me. I'm like, fucking my god, you got to see this film. Anyways, incredible. Up next, another one from 2017. It's called Revenge. It's a French film um, directed by Coralie Farge. It's starring Matilda Lutz. And basically, so the plot is it follows a young woman who is raped and assaulted and left for dead in the desert by three men, where she recovers and seeks vengeance upon her attackers. So, okay, sounds weird. What's interesting about it is the opening stuff right up until, like, the tension at the beginning is insane because that's the plot of the film and you know that going in okay the posters it's called revenge there's a post the poster is hers holding is is her like kind of dirtied up holding a weapon like it's very like it's not like oh i wonder what's going to happen right (laughs) like it's it's like okay something bad's going to happen to her she's got to get revenge but when they the way they execute it is so great the tension at the beginning is insane even though you know what's happening you, you're getting squirt you start to get squirmy in your seat because these three men the way they move around her they're constantly like positioning themselves to box her in and she keeps sort of mm. like finding a way to sort of like m- like get out of the situation like leave the room or something but they but each scene they get progressively closer to her like they're boxing her in slowly and then when they get to the scene where they do finally get their hands on her and they and she runs away um she's you know attacked and then but then she manages to run away and then she ends up like you know sort of throwing herself off a cliff or whatever and it and then all of a sudden it goes into a weird fan, fantasy thing almost like a like a weird science fiction thing because she shouldn't survive the fall right like and you'll see right if, if you'll see it that you'll see what happens to her when she falls like her body is fucking destroyed. Like she's completely broken. She's she's impaled. And like you know what I mean. Like she should be dead. She's oh. dead. Yeah. She no. She's dead. But it the movie switches into like a like a weird sort of like cosmic avenger type of thing, right? Where the universe steps in and says, "No, you, you you're we're keeping you alive because these boys, you need to get revenge," right? So there's this transition scene where she's kind of wakes up. And she's reco- and then she has to like find a cave to recover in, and it gets weird and fantastical and like I said, like real cosmic Avenger type stuff because she clues in that she should probably be dead, right? Like there's like she shouldn't be alive, and then this then the the, the second half of the film kicks into the revenge plot, but it's fucking great. She's amazing in it. And these guys are such fucking creepy assholes and it's brutal and violent the second half, but you can't get enough of it because you just, you are so cheering for her, right? <laughs> because right. these guys deserve it, obviously. And she brutalizes them and you just want more. You can't get enough of it. It's ins- like, you're going to be so ravenous over the revenge plot. It's amazing. You can't really, re- it's so great. It's so great. Um up next is uh 2016's The Wailing. So this is a Korean film, uh horror film. And so the, the plot is the film centers on a policeman who investigates a series of mysterious killings and illnesses on a remote Korean village uh in order to save his daughter. So his daughter gets murdered by this unexplained creature, basically. Um, uh, and then he has to go into the into the into the forest to to investigate it, exactly like the thing says. And what's I mean, Korea just makes some of the best horror films, basically, but um it's the performances to me. It's the performances in this. The father is so fucking good. And you know, like the premise of horror films really relies on a bunch of people making really stupid decisions. Right. Right. Like, Oh, there's a noise in that room. I should go check it out. No, you shouldn't. (laughs) Right. right? But that's, that's what horror movies are. You have to accept that. Right. People are going to, are going to follow, go into that area without a flashlight or they're going to go investigate like things they shouldn't do, but that's horror movies. So, he he thrusts himself into this and you feel for it because you feel the love for his daughter and the stuff he encounters is so fucking weird and cool and different and it works so well and like it's 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 hard to describe it's because it's not like a virus type of thing but it's sort of like that which i normally don't really like but this works so well and again i think it's because of the performances the dad in it um his name's Do-Han, and he's so fucking great in it. I I yeah, I'm a big Korean horror fan, and this is one of the good ones from, hmm. from the past 20 years, anyways. Probably the best Korean horror film that I've seen, maybe ever, is called The Handmaiden. So this is in 2016. You might have heard about this. This got a lot of attention when it came out. Um it, it's you know inspired by whole all sorts of things, but basically, so there's this uh the hand it's so there's this weird thing where there's like there's these two couples and you know there's arranged marriages going on but the two girls end up falling for each other and so even though the boys are like conspiring and doing all these things to like trick these women into like you know doing stuff against their will the women are actually in charge of this plot the entire time and then we don't find that out really until the until the third act and it turns out that they're in love with each other. I'm ruining this film for people, but it, it doesn't matter. Um, and it turns out they're, they, they're the ones that have been conspiring the entire time. Um, it's so tension-y. It's one of those tension-y films I've ever seen. And even though I kind of ruined it, you don't know any of this shit until the very end. It's It's like a true psychological horror film. And it fucks with you, and you just when you think you know what's happening, and then it changes everything, it's so fucking good. And again, the performances are great. Um, The women are fantastic in it, and it's one of those things similar to, like, Revenge, where, like, you know, the men kind of get what they deserve. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, Mm -hmm. yeah, really, another one that really, really, really good. Um, 2015's The Witch. You've seen this probably, right? Um
1: no i don't think i have
0: okay so this was a big one right this won awards grossed, made a ton of money you know 100 of rotten tomatoes all that stuff so uh directed by robert eggers his first film and it stars anna taylor joy right from uh um split and the chess gambit and
1: okay yeah, you know her yay. yeah yeah so
0: this was her debut as well um and so it follows so it takes place in six, the 1630s new england and follows this uh, Puritan family who encounter forces of evil in the woods beyond their farm. So, right farm, 1630s, very devout family living in the woods. Don't really have no connection with with the with the outside world. Not that there was much of one in 1630, but and it's called the witch. So they get into some stuff. They stumble upon some stumble upon some stuff in the woods, and just weird shit starts happening. And you're like, okay, well, I kind of that's happened before, right? Not like this and the witch this is one of those things where i talked about like i love when they lean into tropes of things so like so it's about a witch obviously and they get really tropey with witch stuff so like all the stuff you would think like even the nose with the warts and the 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 cauldron and like you know what i mean like all those really awesome classic witch trope stuff that like we sort of you know roll our eyes at or make fun of or become halloween cheap halloween costumes like they grab a hold of it and they make it fucking scary as fuck and this also gave us um black philip the goat right which became like a meme for a long time right like right. the goat the goat takes takes over this film in a strange way and becomes a star but um this is one of those moody moody weird fucking folktale films that is so well done it's so well shot it's it'll scare the shit out of you the, this played so well in the theater i remember seeing it and i was so happy <laughs> like that, I saw at the theater because it plays so well. And, I, and it, I feel, yeah, I
1: feel like that's the kind of movie that would appeal to me. Is I just I pulled it up on my phone and yeah, um, you know, I I like the the symbolism and yeah. you know the mythology oh, yeah. of witchcraft. So yeah. I, I feel like something like that would appeal to me.
0: I like think even
1: though it is a like thriller ish,
0: yeah. but. Yeah, it's really fucking good. And shout out to Edgar's who... His film he made a couple years after this. So it was, The big thing for him was, oh, what's he going to do next? And he did The Lighthouse. And that stars Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson. Um oh. Yeah, and that... I Shout out to that film as well. It didn't make the list, but it's really fucking good. And I really recommend that film as well. It's another horror film. It's fantastic, and the performances are great. But definitely good. Um, 2014, It Follows. So... One of my least favorite, not just horror films, but movies of all time is that is M. Night was The Happening. Do you remember that with uh, Mark Walburn? Mm-hmm. Basically, where they're like the wind just chases them. <laughs> right? Like
1: <laughs> I think it's like
0: the, the stupidest fucking movie I've ever seen in my life. Usually when someone asks me like what's the world f- worst film I've ever seen, I usually say that one, right? If I if I can think for a second. Um so imagine my surprise when I get something like it follows which isn't the same but it's kind like it's it, there's this thing where it leans into this idea uh, there's something following them right it's called it follows mm-hmm. that you don't see okay so the plot of this one um is a young woman who's pursued pursued by a supernatural entity after a sexual encounter so, literally, like, it's like almost like a, a, a public service announcement for like underage sex, like female sex. Like, it, it's, it, you know, fool around, watch what finds out. And so, literally, like, this entity, which is just sex, follows them. And like, when you engage with it or in it, it really fucks up the person on the other end. And huh. I mean, and I mean, like, in brutal, weird, fucking crazy ways and it's so clever it's so unique it's so well done it's one of the ones from the last few years that like i thought was really different and really cool like it this was in the mix of all the conjurings and everything and i'm like oh here's something this is i I thought it was so fresh and so different and i thought it was so shocking like and i it's one of those films i definitely i think the least you know going in the better for sure right. this would this would benefit from that and if you go in with a blank slate i'm gar- i guarantee you it follows will be one of your favorite films there is a thing prime video did a top 101 scariest scenes of all time okay, okay. and and a lot of these times these lists you're like nah, i don't know it had it follows on it and i knew and then when i saw it follows i knew right away this list was legit so like it's one of those films that i think that is Highly, highly credible. Right. Um, this one's this one's more mainstream, but I always preferred it. So 2010's Insidious. So the first Insidious film. Um, so this is a series that I just really preferred to the Conjuring. I, I never just got a hold of the conjuring films like some people did. But this first Insidious film, I fucking loved it. I loved, I think it's one of the scariest scenes. I posted a scene on the page. A couple of weeks ago, one of the scenes from it, and there's a YouTube clip there. If you go on the Please Rewind group page, I posted a scene from it that in the theater, people flipped. Like, we're so scared <laughs> watching this movie <laughs> in the theater. It is so weird and freaky. The performances are great. And just when, like, it's it's about, like, traveling to, like, a, what, a different plane, basically. The kids can, they're called travelers. And some people can do it. And it's it's, it's a genealogical thing. So, like, some families can do it. And they basically are able to travel to, um, you know, the other plane, the other plane of existence where people who are there for a reason, and they're always looking for a door to open to get them back into the real world. And they use these travelers to do that, but it's a scary premise because these people aren't nice people. Um, And then what's great about it is it takes a really, really, really cool like poltergeist twist where about halfway through the film, it brings in, like, this this crew of, like, ghost hunters type of thing. Ex- subject matter experts. And you end up uh, it, with this crew of awesome fucking funny people who, like, the world laughs at because they're ghost hunters, right? It's, it'd be like a, a, one of those bad TV shows, right? Um, but And no one believes them. But this family does because they've been experiencing this horror and this crew is so funny and great together and it, it's you just it, it makes it like this team effort right this family's alone this couple doesn't they're they they do not know what to do anymore they're they're lost and then these experts come in and um what's her name is the star the lead of this team and she's like a psychic type of thing anyways and just fantastic insidious was great i loved it it played so well in the theater. The bad guy in it is so creepy. And there's one, a couple of scenes, like I said, that just the audience was scared to fucking death when I saw it. It was so rad. Um, so this is the other film that I want to recommend highly. And it's, it's, I talked about it earlier. So it's 2008. So they've made a, they've remade it, but don't see the remake. The original is 2008. It's called Martyrs. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. It,
0: it's a French psychological horror film. Um, so it follows a young woman's quest to seek revenge against individuals who abducted and tortured her as a child and her friend who is also a vict- victim of abuse. okay. Uh, <laughs> when I saw this movie, I told you I had to watch like Wally for like the next three days to cleanse. Aww. like like I needed balance in my life because this is such a hard film to watch. It's brutal. there's there's an extreme amount of violence in it uh, perpetrated against young girls um nothing sexual thank god um not that that makes it any better (laughs) but um you know that's always that's that that taboo right like right um, um and here's the thing though as hard as it is to watch uh it's plot derivative um there's a reason for it and you realize that as you get to the end and then when you get to the end and it does something completely fucking insane, your your mind will be blown. And then you realize what's really happening. Like it's one of those movies that like opens. It it it'll, you get to the end and then it, it sort of the camera backs up and it reveals a larger a larger world. Like something bigger's at work here than, okay. you, than you realized. Right? It goes from like just her isolation to this whole big thing, and you're like, what the fuck? And then it ends on this thing that is so bizarre and weird and prophetic and it implies it becomes like this again this universal space time thing in a weird way and it goes from like just like a weird scary creepy torture film to ethereal and um it becomes like a science fiction think piece it's it it doesn't make any sense the way i'm describing it but when you see it you'll understand what i'm saying and it's completely fucked up but the journey is very hard to watch I don't recommend this film I recommend it highly but I'm just saying I don't recommend it to to most people um it's it 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 was controversial because of the violence I'm pretty sure not all countries allowed it um it's tough okay fair warning to everybody like content warning it's a tough watch Um, a lot of people you know who I know have seen it were horrified from it but I'm telling you it's it's not like human centipede where the violence is just unnecess- oh. unnecessary and, right. and gratuitous it's it's hard to watch but there's a reason for it and I'm telling you you get to the end and it'll make more sense I
1: Well well even the- just you yeah. saying it's a think piece like uh, uh, different types of um like books that I've read that have that are kind of like you get to the end and you're like what
0: yeah It's like that you're going to, you get to the end of this film. If you make it to the end and I please encourage you don't start it if you don't plan on finishing it, but I'm telling you, it's a tough ride, but you're going to be like, you're going to be, yeah. You will be audibly like, what, what, what? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You will be like, what the fuck? And it sticks with you. It's still, I saw it when it came out and it sticks with you. It still does. I think about it all the time. I've rewatched it. It's doesn't lessen the effect. It's, it's, It's good, man, and I, Hmm. and it's, but it's, it's, it's tough, but it's good. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think, I think people need to see it. Um, like, there's some, like, famously, insanely fucking hard to watch, like, again, a Serbian film, Solo, Solo, those are hard to watch, and, like, there's some batshit crazy stuff in it, and there's some, there's some stuff in there that I, like, I would definitely wouldn't well I for sure wouldn't let kids watch it but I just mean like you got to be in the right frame of mind and you have to understand again talk about holding up a mirror to society right it's like if you're one of these people that likes to sort of like stay in your bubble and be ignorant to to the how violent Earth actually is you know these aren't the movies for you but if you understand that you know these are these directors are are trying to tell us something um seek these films out but they're banned in countries for a reason they're they're difficult to watch um all right two more to go here 2006 the host this is another south korean so but this is a, this this is this is a monster film um so bong jun ho if you don't know who that is um he's now sort of like you know a known director so he did parasite right which Okay. One, which one you know oscar yep. what right best director best film all that stuff he did Oksha, which is a great Netflix film. It's about, especially if you're an animal rights person. He did Snowpiercer, which I absolutely loved.
1: Oh my um, okay. it's,
0: it's an apocalyptic science fiction film. It takes yeah. it's almost like Train to Boujon. It takes uh right, what's his name? Um Captain America, isn't it? Uh Steve oh, uh, um um what's his name? Steve uh what's his real name. Is
1: that, no, what's his, so his first name he plays steven uh, as captain america
0: right Steve rogers yeah um guy handsome guy whatever guy guy the guy um, Captain america what's his so, name? Now,
1: see now i have to look it up
0: now we're just going to call him captain america yes yeah. um i should look at uh chris evans and chris uh, evans, yeah there you yeah go. yeah yeah so anyways uh Snowpiercer is fantastic i highly recommend Snowpiercer, but it's not a horror film it's just more of an action thing but um so the host though so anyway so yeah so, so this is the host uh, wasn't his first movie but like this is the first one that got him a lot of attention outside of korea um so the host is um it's a it's a it's a monster a monster kidnaps a guy's daughter any attempts to rescue her—it's sort of like like the plot, like the other one, right? Like the whaling, mm-hmm. but this is like a like a true like monster in the water thing, right? Like it's a def- deform, like it's a it, it, it's like a serpent thing almost, like it. But so like, oh, that sounds kind of stupid. It's really fucking good. Like, um, it's again, it's you know, the it's you focus. What does the monster represent, right? Horrors are about like tapping into our fears, right? As as human beings whether these are existential fears or like, you know, subjective truths or things you see out your, out your front window or things that just scare you for any reason whatsoever. Um, so this is what the monster in this film represents. And so a lot of times when you make movies like this, the monster is symbolic of something. And so what you should be focusing on when you watch these films is not the monster but the people, how they're reacting to it, and how they react to each other when they placed in when they're placed in these situations—that's the essence of horror films, too, right? Like you get mm-hmm. a group of people, they're camping, right? Like, and this is the whole Friday the Thirteenth. Like, and a slasher slows up, shows up, and people's true colors come out, right? Some people rise to the occasion, some people are cowards, some people are whatever. So this a lot of these that's why these korean horror films are so great because they really focus in on that right like how humans react to these situations and who who shines and who doesn't so this movie just excels at that the monster stuff is great as well but you know these this movie like it keeps pulling you away from keeps pulling you uh to the human characters more than the monster and the great thing i like about this movie is that it's not one of those um do monsters exist type of films Right? There's, right. There's, no, there's nothing that happens off camera. Right? It's never, they don't imply the horror. They show you the horror. So I think that's, I love that when, you know, when horror films do that. Um, so the host, definitely awesome, awesome. I really enjoyed it when I saw it. Um, the last one is The Ring, right? You've seen The Ring. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, the, the Ring's a tricky one for me. And I'm only, it's only in a list because, Because I don't, it doesn't, to me, it only works once, right? Okay. I think, like, I don't think it works well on repeated viewings. I think once the gig is up and once you experience the one scene, right, the big shocking crawling out scene, Mm -hmm. which is, it's on the list because that's so good. (laughs) But (laughs) I don't think, but I think once it's done, it's done. I think the effect is over and I don't think this works well on repeated viewings but the first viewing is so fucking shocking and cool it made the list also it's inspired by ringu a korean horror film which will show up on my other list which i think is fantastic and this did i think a pretty good job of redoing it which a lot of times americans don't do that right we're not great at redoing all these korean horror films but the ring does a really good job and again on first viewing in the theater people were like freak the fuck out i remember seeing this in the theater people were like totally freaked out and it works so well i think it's really great um again you know here ed brian cox is in he's great but naomi watts is fantastic in this film she's like i think she's like an underrated like one of the horror screen queen type of people you know what i mean and i would have
1: never put her as that
0: yeah she's great in this movie like i i always she would be great and she's done other stuff like not really horrors per se but like other things where like you know she's asked to react she's she's a great reactionary actor she reacts well um she's great in this like i i thought you know i really think that um she would have gone on to to be like a great great horror actress which i think anna taylor joy has kind of done right since mm-hmm. the witch like she's done a great job with that but um i think the performances in this film are fantastic and the direction is great the writing is great and the the big shocking moment is so well done but again it's almost like too well done that it doesn't from the, i don't think it works on repeated viewings but it's good enough to make the list anyways so there you go that's my 10 from the last 20 years
1: that's uh, it's a pretty impressive list, and I, you know what, it, you brought up a lot of Korean movies, right? And I've really noticed how you know it's becoming more mainstream, and and how incredibly good things coming at uh, like media coming out of Korea is. Like well, I would always have never, been good.
0: It's always been good. I, I would have just don't never tap into it. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. It just it's it's obviously popularized becoming more popular and yeah. yeah i just would have i would have never thought that but even like on what is it netflix squid games like that's out of um yeah. korea as well like it just you know parasite i think that really highlighted them to you know movies coming out of korea um or even just media in 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 that regard and how popular it's become it's uh it's oppressive
0: Oh, we're definitely, yeah. I mean, I've seen like, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's something that, you know, yeah, we've seen show up more and more on this side of the pond. Right. Uh, people. Absolutely. And that's because of streaming, I think. Right. And digital technology has allowed that because I mean, it's funny, like, like the the number of movies that are released around the world every year, it's something like 10,000 movies. Right. But like only like, you know, 800 in North America. So, like these, these other countries pump these films out like crazy. Like Korea, they like these films are like they have so many movies that come out every year. They release and they release a ton of horror films, right? And they're not all good, of course not. But like these guys have been pumping out stuff for years, decades at this point. Um, so it, it's you know that's one of those things where I remember a I, I just got turned you know in my other list too we'll, we'll, has Korean films on it as well. Something I just got turned on to years and years and years and years ago. Um, And you always sort of like keep one eye on it. Right. But it's like, can't see everything. No, no. And, you know, even the most, you know, steadfast, it's almost like you have to pick a side in a way like either I'm just gonna like I'm just gonna focus talk about review and watch like Korean cinema or just Asian cinema or like because you, you, you just there's so much content you know what i mean and absolutely and and you're just at that point you re- and if you are going to sort of like dance in between you're just reliant on word of mouth um you know what's what's grabbing the attention of the general public right you're going to hear about it right like oh this this movie's is getting a lot of buzz you know what I mean? Like, oh, I'll check mm-hmm. it out. I'll check it out. So we, it's, that's how, you know, you do it if you're going to go back and forth, which is kind of what I do, right? I don't, I'm not going to submerge myself in either one completely because I would feel like I'm missing out on something either way. So I, I sort of dance a bit. I go back and forth. But, yeah, it's, um, you know, the, it's the content coming out of, you know, Asia, and, I, and I'm including India in that too, who makes one amazing horror films come out of there. And those ones actually, they don't fuck around. Indian films, they're so brutal and violent. Um, they, uh, there's some great stuff for sure. And that's the thing a lot of these horror films, North American ones, are either influenced by, inspired by, stolen, um, or just direct remakes like The Ring, right? So, right, um, Old Boy, another one recently that was that they remade. But so the influence is clear. Um, so a lot of times it's like, oh, I really like this horror movie. Oh, well, then you should check out this movie from Korea because it influenced it. Or it was a direct ripoff. Oh, cool, right? So you just then you go down the path, right? So it's a, it's a wonderful thing. And and that's why, you know, thanks to technology and streaming, we just have access, right, to all this stuff.
1: I would have never guessed uh, India having such a, a strong horror.
0: They um, do. Oh, yeah. They've got some wild yeah. stuff. They've got some wild stuff, man. Like... It's, well they have
1: yeah. th- like I, I've always really liked Indian films personally. Yeah. Like I've I've watched them for a number of years. Like well like like the popular ones like you know monsoon wedding, you know, yeah. something yeah. like that. Yeah. But you know, I, I I've always found their their movies to be really interesting. So it'd be I, I find it uh kind of uh interesting that yeah. they, they've that you there's horror films and but they've also got a real interesting mythology and you know even you know within polytheism that you know with all the different gods like even some of their gods look a little on the the scary side right so you know yeah. you pull all that together and i bet you it would be really interesting stuff
0: yeah well yeah. And, and and i mean in that part of the world of course has a, a violent history so yes, yes you know it's it's you know and, and then again art you know influence is influenced you know real life right so
1: absolutely um
0: it's what is it art art imitating life so um yeah it's that's that's so that's what you get you get people existing in this world and again we they write these stories in the world in which they exist and unless you're purposefully trying to provide escapism right so make make a A romance or, you know, like a comedy or what, you know, something to that's that's more that to distract people from what's happening to provide that escapism. Um, and if you are truly want to like write what you see out your front window, I mean, more times than not, it's going to be dark, isn't it? So right yeah and then you know and, and and it's primal like we all like to be scared and we all like that's it's fun it's fun too right like it's not right it, it's fun doing that and and you know we can get into the technical stuff there's you know different filters and lenses and camera angles and all these different maneuvers they use it's frequencies right they use they use uh You know that that said that four hertz uh, infrasound, Mm, infrasound they call it that low humming that they play on a track that you you don't even really pick up, but it's it's meant it, it causes unease in in you without even knowing it. So you know there's all these little wonderful tricks they do, and of course. Jeremy and I are going to talk about it like there's so many in one of the specials. There's so many tropes and things that, you know, you expect. And if you watch a lot of films, you, you know, like, you know, right. There's, right. Que- there's cues, whether it's musical cues or lighting cues or whatever, like you just know you're ready for the jump scare a lot of times before it happens. So when you come across a film that does truly startle you or frighten you or disturb you, um, I just, it, it, it just, you know, I, I just feel feel like it's worth talking about yeah so these uh it's kind of why i came up with this list anyways so
1: well excellent list i haven't seen any of them but i
0: <laughs>
1: i i definitely uh starred number 10 and number three which were your the ones that you couldn't uh um encourage people to watch more but then i also starred number six which is the witch because
0: the witch is fantastic that it's, one it's really i great. i yeah. feel
1: like you know i i could watch that without you know having to worry that it's gonna freak me out
0: yeah, it, um, no that's that's the wonderful thing about that one is because it's pure fantasy too in a lot of ways and it also takes place in 18. What did I say? 16, right. 1630. So it might yeah, as well be. A, but
1: that can be freaky in itself because, like, no, even no. But I just,
0: it, but I mean, like, but it plays to that time period too. So, right. like, it might as well be a different, it feels like a different planet in a lot of ways. Right. right so, right. There, there's, there, I think there's enough disconnect. There's enough time in between then and now where your brain is going to be like, well, this isn't real because of the, end. um, but, there's also but it is very real because the way they shoot it it's dirty they're dirty they should be dirty it's 16 30 there's no running water right. there's no running water right so like you know these like they're dirty and it's like they're just in the earth and the woods are creepy and perfect and it's the, the soundtrack is a, like the scores i mean it's it, it puts you right there with them and there's some of the i'm thinking about it now like there's some some yeah definitely yeah the witch is great i think you'll <laughs> you'll you'll like it it's 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 really good and she's fantastic in it uh, anna taylor george she's really great so
1: yeah no i'm 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 definitely going to be uh looking at that one when, when i have a couple of hours to sit down and you know focus on a movie because yeah. sometimes focus is not uh not my strongest suit but <laughs>
0: yeah well yeah that's it it's tough and plus we're all busy and things to do
1: right right just, um well thank you for sharing your list with
0: me yeah thank you for coming along for the ride and um so yeah up next we'll have a please rewind with Jerry and i will so as of right now i think uh looks like it'll be seven and uh what was your stoker uh, bram Br- stokers Br- bram strokers uh <laughs> that's right
1: um <laughs>
0: so far unless something changes in the voting but um so that'll be two good ones and then I I don't I think the next one will be another plus episode and I think Jeremy and I are going to do um, a Friday the Thirteenth uh, deep dive on that one and there's there's oh, a his- okay. there's a history there with that franchise with us so we'll, we'll talk about it more then but uh, and then the one after that we'll do more polling and then uh, finish the month off and then actually we're going to be off for a couple of weeks after that because I'm going on a vacation so
1: oh um, very nice
0: yeah but uh, we'll make sure we get November October de- dealt with but then I'll be gone for a couple of weeks so. And then we'll, uh, geez, fuck, then it's almost uh, December, and then we can start doing Christmas movies.
1: Oh, that will be fun.
0: Yeah, that'll be good. So anyways, Chrissy, of course, thank you so much. And uh, we'll talk to everybody else real soon.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for having me again.